You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. It's already hump day, and uh, I'll give you an idea of what uh, Joe Biden's inflation is doing. You know the Girl Scout cookies are six frickin' dollars a package? Six dollars! You know, they would never been of value. Don't get me wrong, okay? Don't, don't get me wrong. But I remember, if I'm not mistaken, I worked in uh, in Washington, D.C. They were two fifty a box, and that was like 12 years ago. So uh, Girl Scout cookies have gone up more than college tuition. That's how bad the Girl Scout cookies are. And i got to tell you, I'm not particularly thrilled with the changing of the names on the Girl Scout cookies. Like, uh, they used to be called Samoas. You know those little uh, Samoas, the little chocolate cover with the coconut on it, and the caramel? Those were always my favorite. All right, they were all my favorite. Uh, a, they're a little bit smaller now, and B, they changed the name because obviously, I don't know, somebody who's Samoan got mad about it. I guess maybe uh, Pacific Islanders were mad because they were calling a cookie a Samoa. Uh, I don't even know where the hell Samoa is. I think the rock is from there. But anyway, uh, uh, so they changed the name of Samoa. Uh, I used to like them because I, I called and said, you know, the reason why they call them Samoas is because they taste so good. When you eat one of them, you want Samoa. You see? You see? But uh, no, they're $6. $6. I'm at uh, Walmart, right, the other day. <clears throat> I'm standing there. I'm like, uh, you know, I want to have uh, two of these and two of these. And I was going to get six boxes of cookies, right? Six do- boxes of cookies. And I said to him, I said, uh, well, I don't have any cash. And he said, that's okay. We take card. I'm like, well, I, I don't have my card. We- well, that's okay. We take Venmo. And I'm like, well, there goes my excuse. And then, uh, you know, $36 later, I got six uh, boxes of cookies, and, uh, you know, they renamed one of them Caramel Delight. Like, whatever. I mean, honestly. Uh, that is, uh, that is uh, inflation, kids. It's even worse than college education. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, last night, there was a uh, primary in Michigan, by the way, and I was, uh, oh, you know, I was doing my little updates on Twitter and and it started off, I think, uh, uh, Donald Trump won by 35, and then it began to grow. And today, we find out this morning, it was uh, Donald Trump had 68% of the vote, and Nikki Haley had 26. So it's a 42% uh, difference in that, a 42%. So it was, you know, it was what we expected uh, in uh, in the Michigan primary. And then there's a lot of talk about the uncommitted, uncommitted vote for uh, Joe Biden. Let me explain something to you. Uh, this uh, Dearborn, Michigan, and the... Uh, uh, the you know the Rashida Tlaib wing of the uh, Democrat Party are a uh, how do I put this a fart in the wind uh, because this is a radical leftist the people who believe that Israel bombed a hospital and started the uh, uh, astroturf nonsense anti-Semitic movement which is not gaining ground in this country as much as you think it is I mean they have the protests and all of this but it's not gaining any ground uh, honestly it's not nationwide uh, the Democrat party has rigged this election for joe biden no matter what you try to do i don't care if you're islam i don't care if you're you're a a big supporter of whoever they've rigged it joe biden will be the candidate whether or not he actually lives long enough or or is removed from office by uh, i doubt by impeachment but the 25th amendment or who the hell knows he falls off a cliff because he you know is chasing uh, you know something imaginary in his head uh, like a roomba when he leaves the microphone i wouldn't do a speech near a cliff i'll just say that i, I would say that joe biden should not do a speech near a cliff or uh, or on a tall building because as soon as the speech is over he walks and is he's gone 
But uh, if you think that that uncommitted movement is, is gaining steam nationwide and is going to make a difference, you're out of your mind. The Democrat Party has already got it baked in. Robert Kennedy Jr. had to leave the party. The mainstream media is doing its absolute level best to not cover anything he says, not cover anything else any of the other candidates are saying. And Joe Biden is the candidate. Weekend at Bernie's. That's what it's the web. It's the web party, the weekend at Bernie's party. And Joe Biden is going to be the candidate. Uh, whether or not he makes it across the finish line is another thing. But, uh, you know, you did see the movie Weekend at Bernie's and they were able to get you know, take him to a party and sit him in a chair. He doesn't talk very much. He has sunglasses on. Did you see Joe Biden the other night? With Seth Meyers had the sunglasses on when he when he began to speak, he put the sunglasses of Weekend at Bernie's, the web party. That's what it's all about. That's what's happening. So I got a little, uh, you know, I was looking at the news headlines today, and I was thinking, I have a little good news here. It says here, this is a Newsmax story, by the way. Senators McConnell and Thune call for a full trial of Mayorkas. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe old Mitchers, uh, you know, had a little come-to-Jesus moment or something. And, uh, and so uh, uh, Senate uh, the, the Majority Leader uh, Chuck Schumer has yet to state how he plans on handling the charges. Republicans suspect he's planning to short shrift the trial, if not move out for all-out dismissal, which would take a simple majority. However, the top two ranking Republicans in the Senate, uh, Mitch McConnell and John Thune, called on Democrats to hold a full impeachment trial of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Don't hold your breath. Because uh, McConnell knows he's done, and Thune wants to be his replacement. So, you know, we will see. We will see what happens. Um, this is Newt Gingrich last night talking after the, uh, the Michigan uh, primary about what the party needs to do. Well, first of all, I don't think she's going to force President Trump to spend anything because he's going to beat her in every single primary in the country. He's talking about Nikki Haley. That's just going to happen. Uh, second, the longer she stays in, the more she will alienate Republicans. Yeah. This theory that she's hanging around in case something happens to Trump so she can then be the choice. No MAGA Republican, no Trump delegate is ever going to pick Nikki Haley. They will pick any of a dozen or 50 yeah. uh, Republicans who are acceptable, but they aren't going to pick her. And you saw that in Nevada, where she lost by two to one by none of these candidates. I mean, when none of these candidates beat you by two to one, there's a, there's a hint uh, that maybe you're in the wrong game this year. I hope she'll drop out. I hope she'll become part of the effort to beat Joe Biden. I do not think it's helpful to have her out there saying nasty things about the Republican nominee. And as far as I'm concerned, Donald Trump tonight is the Republican nominee. This is over, and the issue is to focus on the general election and why Trump would be a dramatically better president in 2025 than Joe Biden. Now, I, um, you know, uh, I like to use mockery. Obviously, I like to use comedy. Obviously, there are people who uh, like Nikki Haley. I think a lot of them are Democrats. A lot of them are uh, people who voted for Joe Biden. Uh, and it's been proven. It's voting uh, out as far as the uh, vote count is concerned. A lot of them are Democrats. Uh, there are some who are uh, Republicans. They are old guard GOP, Dick uh, Cheney, uh, Bush wing of the, of the GOP. And, and I, uh, it, it can be very difficult to accept 
when your candidate is not going to win. I understand it. But I would ask that you look at the direction of the country right now and the trajectory of the country right now and what we are facing, and you go, okay, you know what? Let's get behind this candidacy. Let's get behind Donald Trump as the candidate. Will you do that? I don't know. Will you look at uh, how the country was before COVID was unleashed on us by China and China wasn't held accountable for it? Because COVID was a political weapon meant to destroy the country's economy and uh, hence the or the Trump presidency. I hope you will recognize that and you'll see the lowest black unemployment in history and you'll see the most women in the workforce in history and the fact that Donald Trump got rid of two regulations for every new regulation and he turned Washington, D.C. upside down and he did what he said he was going to do, which Republicans have haven't done since Reagan. I would hope that eventually you would uh, you would hear the voices of the American people. And I don't care what uh, if you're a Bushy or if you're a Trumpy or or if you're a Democrat. The American people are saying the course of the country is wrong. We are going in the wrong direction. We see that the Republican, or I should say, the country as a whole is in jeopardy. With Nikki Haley, it's going to be more of the same. And with Joe Biden, it will be the destruction of the country, leaving one person. The person who is being politically indicted by the DOJ and the FBI. The person who the CIA created a Russia collusion hoax to try to uh, bring down his candidacy in 2016, I should say, his, his, uh, and, and, and then uh, to, uh, to take down his presidency. And, 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 and realize also that all of the, uh, the usual suspects on the mainstream media are going after that same person. And those same, same people have lied to you about everything, along with the FBI, the DOJ, the, uh, the IRS, among others. And, and that person is targeted and that person is Donald Trump. Maybe that should make you realize that the deep state does not want Donald Trump to win. And the deep state is what is propelling this country off the edge of a cliff. So I'm hoping sooner or later you will realize that the voices of the people are crying out to fix the course of the country. Nikki Haley does not have the uh, ability to do that. Donald Trump is a movement for a reason. Because he did what he said he was going to do, and very bad people in Washington, D.C., the mainstream media, and big social media are doing everything they possibly can to bring him down. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Lee Zeldin, who should be the governor of New York, and the state would be in a whole lot better position, had this to say last night on CNN about Trump in Michigan yesterday. You know, there, there's a big enthusiasm gap. If you, if you look right now, there's you know, 26, 27 percent of the vote in uh, between the, the Democratic turnout, the Republican turnout. Uh, the Republican turnout is right now far trouncing the, the Democratic turnout. Yeah. Um, and that's the percentage of, of the total vote that we're waiting to come in. It'll be interesting to see what comes in from Wayne County. Yes, I get that. But President Trump's number at the moment is actually more than all of the Democratic Party primary voters together. So I, I would say that President Trump, when looking at the amount of people who are coming out to vote for him tonight, mm-hmm. 
would be very encouraged by the amount of votes that Anderson he is getting compared to all the Democrats okay. uh, who have shown up. Yeah, there you go. So uh, those of you who think, and, and that I believe this is a, a bellwether for the nation, those of you who think that, uh, oh, yeah, Nikki Haley, she'll be the one who can win. She's got it all. I mean, my God, you know, she, uh, Donald Trump will not win in a general. No, no, no. Because more people are leaving the Democrat Party, particularly people of color, uh, black people, Hispanics, are coming to Donald Trump because they recognize the country is going in the wrong direction. I've said if 77% of us believe the country is going in the wrong direction, then we can all come together to save her. And the only person who can steer that ship, I believe, is, is Donald Trump. And the deep state knows it. There you go. All right. So there's my little summation of what happened last night in uh, Michigan. I don't believe this, uh, this, uh, you know, this anti-Israel vote will will matter at all, uh, because Rashida Tlaib is part of it, and you know nobody cares about her, and she's a, a liar, and she's a radical. And, uh, and, and while, you know, Dearborn, Michigan may be a big deal to Dearborn, Michigan, it is not a big deal to Des Moines. It is not a big deal to, uh, to uh, Dubuque. It is not a big deal to Sioux Falls. It is not a big deal to Peoria. So there you go. How's that sound? I think it sounds good. This is kind of interesting. <clears throat> generation Z is the most abused generation in the history of our country, and they should be pissed. Uh, I've got two Gen Z kids, 124 and 118. They had their lives wrecked by the uh, federal government. Uh, everything from idiotic policies in school that said that white kids need to be hated and, and, uh, and white kids were privileged to shutting down schools for two years to transgender nonsense and all of that. And Gen Z, they're not so stupid, you see. They're recognizing this. In a recent Harvard CAPS survey found 57% of voters approved of the job Trump did as president. Gen Zers, 41% disapproved. A massive 64% majority of Gen Z voters approved the job uh, that Trump did as president. You know why? Because uh, when Trump was the president, things started to be normal, and then they went to hell in a handbasket when Joe Biden became the president. So there's that, too. So you got uh, blacks, you got Hispanics, and now, look, Generation Z. Okay. Now, listen, we got a lot of stuff to get on the show. Uh, some funny stuff as well. Oh, my goodness, I can't even, I don't even know where to start. Um, uh, we've got, oh, 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 uh, Hunter Biden is on Capitol Hill, going to be testifying behind closed doors, got some stuff on that. Fawny Willis, the story gets even better and better. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Kind of funny, you know, I've been talking about uh, uh, comedy and using humor to make a point, which I did for the Rush Limbaugh show for many years. Uh, and this week has been pretty epic. You saw that uh, not only did Shane Gillis get invited back to Saturday Night Live, he also did jokes that Saturday Night Live wouldn't have considered. Jon Stewart had his debut back on uh, Comedy Central last Monday, did a face plant, got stomped by Gutfeld. Uh, and, you know, uh, honestly, the thing about Stewart bringing back, coming back, you know, uh, winning the day, Jon Stewart left television nine years ago when millennials were in elementary school. 
or not millennials. I mean, uh, Gen Z was in elementary school. Uh, plus, also, and, and I saw in his monologue, I guess it was last night um, or Monday night, uh, Stewart had to realize that it is a brave new world as far as liberal com- comedy is concerned because the Comedy Central audience and, uh, and the people who watch that show have changed. They are the same intolerant people who don't allow conservatives on college campuses or conservative comedians. And they're rabid. If you don't read from their sheet music, then you get pilloried. Jon Stewart was fluffed when he was the uh, the Daily Show host before. And the country has since gone bat guano crazy. And then I get news yesterday that my show on Newsmax, which has been on about four years and has gotten better and better and better, went up 81% in total viewership last January to this January. So uh, I think right now is, is a very good time to not only make a point, but make a point with humor and take away that from the left. Because the left isn't funny anymore. They're not. They, they are awful. They deserve ridicule because you can't take them seriously anymore. You can't take seriously a party thinks that there are 60 genders and boys can become girls and destroy girls' careers. You can't believe that and be taken seriously. All right? <clears throat> so what are the Democrats going to have to do? They're going to have to steal the election. That's what they're planning on doing. It's already happening. Is it going to succeed? I don't think so. If Joe Biden does steal the election, I don't even want to think about that. Because it's uh, at least, and probably more than half the country will say, no, uh uh-uh, not this time. This is Kamala Harris, though. They've already got a plan. They're going to spend federal money to register people to vote. No, they're going to coerce young people to vote Democrat. We have been doing work to promote voter participation for students. Yeah, for Democrats. And, for example, we have, um, under the federal work study program, now allow students to get paid. Oh, paying people to vote. Through federal work study. Uh Aha. To register people. um, Democrats. And to be nonpartisan poll workers. As we know, this is yeah, important yeah. for a number of reasons. Yeah, see, they're terrified about the Gen Zers, too, because they've abused them so badly. Here's Tulsi Gabbard talking about that. Uh, yes, it's extremely alarming, and I think that it's important to look at what they are doing now. They've got a plan in place uh-huh. for every phase of this election. Yes, they do. They're acting as though they are dictators, and yet they're doing it in the name of democracy. When mm-hmm. you look at, when you look at uh, what just happened in Russia recently, there was an anti-war candidate that stood up and said, I'm going to run against Putin. Uh-huh. He's building a huge followership. Yep. What happened? The Kremlin said, nope, you're not allowed to be on the ballot. Huh. Look at what's happening here. Right now, how the Biden-Harris administration, the Department of Justice, all of these different entities are throwing everything they can, different states, at trying to keep we, the American people, Mm -hmm. from having the freedom to choose who we want as our next president, commander-in-chief. And Tulsi, I'm sure you've seen the polls. The president, uh, former president, seems up by four or five points, winning in every battleground state except Wisconsin. But now we're seeing these headlines just about everywhere. Yeah, Uh, they're already in the middle of it. The indictments, that's all part of their plan, guys. I'm telling you, they think this is going to work, but it isn't going to work. 
Coming up, Jeb Bush actually defending Donald Trump. I know it's crazy. And then yesterday, Schumer and Johnson got together about this Ukraine aid bill. Are they going to include anything about our most important issue, the border? I don't know. Hey, guys, it's Carson. I have been eager to tell you about Factor Meals. Remember this. There are a ton of meal services that require you to assemble the ingredients, and that's all fine. But time is such a valuable commodity. Why not have excellent chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered to your door? Factor has 35 different options a week to choose from. My wife and I love them. My son has a new place. He loves them. Options include calorie smart, vegan, veggie. How about turkey chili with zucchini, sun-dried tomato chicken, tomato goat cheese cavatappi pasta. Most microwave meals are frozen and they look like crappy airline food. Not Factor Meals. Factor has two-minute meals that are ready to eat whenever you are. I love their smoothies and their shots, especially their ginger cayenne shot. Gets me going every day. It's a rush. No prep, no mess. Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. Head to factormeals.com slash Newsmax50. Use promo code Newsmax50. Get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash Newsmax50 and get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash Newsmax50. Eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. It's the Rob Carson Show. So, um, I talk a lot about the economy because uh, there are so many people suffering, and you know they get these numbers out today. It's like, oh, the uh, the GDP growth grew by three point one percent, but commute consumer uh, sentiment is down because of, you know. Um, know this: people are suffering. The people who don't know that people are suffering are people like Bill Maher and Joe Scarborough. Uh, and there are many on the right side of the political equation as well who don't understand what it's like to have to go to Dollar General for your groceries. I do. I do. Because I'm always going to shop like I'm poor. Yeah, because I grew up poor. I didn't think I was poor, really. I, 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 you want to hear this? After 50-some years on the planet, I never understood that my family was poor until like the last couple of years when my family told me, oh, yeah, we were poor. <laughs> I'm like, really? Really? Are you saying that using Tupperware containers as cereal bowls is poor? What are you talking about? What? Really? Really? And I can go on and on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a whole podcast on... on oh. My uh, my uh, youth, because it was like, when I grew up, it was like growing up during the Depression. It was only in the 70s and 80s. It was nuts. But right now, listen to this. So Kellogg's CEO says Americans are facing inflation. They should eat cereal for dinner. What's next now? We're going to have some gruel while we're at it? You know, a bowl of gruel? You know, go work in the fields all day and then have some gruel? Well, that's kind of where we're headed, right? Americans are spending more money on food than they have in 30 years Kellogg CEO Gary, Gary Pilnick has a solution. Eat cereal for dinner. <laughs> oh, my God, my kids. My kids love that. That's fantastic. No, not Captain Crunch, kids. No, we're not having Captain Crunch for dinner. The suggestion made by Pilnick during a TV interview last week gained widespread attention. Pilnick was making the case for quite affordable cereal during an appearance on CNBC's uh, Squawk on the Street. I still buy the bag. I still buy the big bags because that's the most you know, cereal you can get. You know, it's kind of knockoff. Instead of like Fruity Pebbles, it's like called Fruity Rocks or something. 
It's not a honeycomb. It's it's honey, uh, you know, whatever, climb. I have no idea. <clears throat> In general, he said the cereal category is a place that a lot of folks might come to because the price of a bowl of cereal with milk and with fruit is less than a dollar. So you... <laughs> This is it, guys. Oh, my God. So so you can imagine why a consumer uh, under pressure might find that a good place to go. <clears throat> so there we go. That's what we've been reduced to. Not just the occasional treat for the kids to have, to have breakfast for dinner. But uh, this is what we're having because this is all we can afford. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, yeah. And then there's this. This is from Yahoo News. All right. So as you hear, you know, this, this uh, denial and Corinne Jean-Pierre says, oh, my God, unemployment is so good, even though the reason being is people are working two or three jobs and people coming out of retirement 400% higher than it was a year ago. People coming out of retirement because they have to work, all right? So just think about that as you try to say that Bidenomics is working. Because if you think it is, you got some pretty seriously good weed that you've been smoking. So uh, seven things the middle class won't be able to afford in the next five years. Now, if Joe Biden becomes the president, you can guarantee this will happen. And as I said earlier, the only way Joe Biden will win the presidency is by stealing it. And if that happens, mm -hmm, all bets are off. So here's a list of the things they say you cannot afford. Inflation creeps up on all of us. According to experts, there are things you won't be able to afford any time in the next five years. I think you'd better sit down for this. Extended family trips. This is according to David Kimmer, CEO of Coin Ledger. I would say the tradition of extended family trips, especially overseas, will probably increasingly be something the middle class can't afford in the coming years. Hell, you can't go to Disney World now. Not on middle class, not unless you've got $10,000 for four kids. Forget about it. New cars. Yeah, new cars. This is Melanie Musson from Clearsurance. Vehicle prices have increased dramatically in the last four years, will likely continue more expensive. You know what the average new car price in the country is? About 40K. You know what that is? An $800 a month payment. I know this because I had to sell cars for three years. Yeah. Uh, home ownership. Yeah, when I, uh, let me see, four years ago, when Donald Trump was the president, uh, house price about $240,000. Now it's over $400,000 for, for a house. Yeah. Uh, this is according to Carter Sooth, CEO of Credit Summit. Honestly, with the way things are going, a mortgage or house purchase might be something the middle class won't be able to afford in five years. I can see certainly uh, see owning a home becoming something that's more and more out of reach for your average middle class citizen as companies like BlackRock buy up all of the real estate and make them into rentals. And that's happening. With recent adjustments in property tax laws, such as prompted by the Proposition 19 in California, the potential changes to the unified credit against estate and gift taxes, there's a real concern that owning and passing down real estate will become increasingly a challenge for the middle class, meaning you got to sell it to pay the tax man. Healthcare costs. Well, I thought Obamacare took care of that. Nope, 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 nope. Not according to Mike Kajonin of the Principal Preservation Services. These expenses have been rising steadily, outpacing general inflation rates for years. There's no sign of that trend reducing. Uh-uh. Leisure and travel in retirement. Yeah, you're going to be sitting at home or you're going to be working. For those looking to retire in the next five years, Kajo or whatever this guy, Kajonin, said another aspect to consider is leisure and travel in retirement. For many, the desire to explore and enjoy leisurely pursuits forms a part of the retirement dream. That's going out the window.
Safe investments for retirees. No, not anymore. Traditionally, bonds and fixed income have been seen as cornerstones of the retirement portfolio, providing both income and stability. However, with interest rates at historic lows and inflation on the rise, he says real returns on these investments won't keep up with inflation. There you go. There you go. I'm sure America wants more of that, right? With Joe Biden as the president? No. No, it's absurd. Nobody likes the direction of the country unless you are part of the ruling class, unless you are part of the, the, uh, the pipeline uh, where, you know, NGOs, uh, uh, big pharma, uh, uh, big, uh, big defense, all of that, the oligarchs, they're loving this economy. Meanwhile, you and I, not so much. No, we're feasting on the crumbs. Feasting on the crumbs. Rob Schmidt last night was talking about uh, defending Donald Trump, and we know that Donald Trump is, is being targeted by the DOJ and the FBI. It's been going on for eight years. We've been beaten to a pulp by it, and every day Donald Trump gets up and resumes the fight. He's facing extraordinary headwinds, and he's winning, and every time that he's faced with another headwind, he becomes more popular. And Rob Schmidt said, even Jeb Bush is supporting Donald Trump. Last week, the last person in the world you'd expect to defend Trump did just that in an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal. Jeb Bush acknowledging the deep state machine has gone too far. Huh. Jeb Bush has no conceivable reason to defend Trump. And to prove that to you, let's take you back to the 2016 primary debates. Yeah, let's go back. We need to have a leader that is real tough. You're never going to be president of the United States by insulting your way to the presidency. Let's see, I'm at 42 and you're at three. So, so far, I'm doing better. Doesn't matter. So far, I'm doing better. You know, you started off over here, Jeb. Memories. You're moving over further and further. Pretty soon, you're going to be off the end. So if that man says Trump is being unfairly targeted by a corrupt system, you can probably believe it. Man, Bush citing cases against both Trump and conservative tycoon Elon Musk says the U.S. has the best system in the world, but two unprecedented legal decisions against Trump in Delaware and Musk in Trump in New York, I should say, and Musk in Delaware call that into question. In both cases, judges have ordered massive punitive judgments on behalf of dubious or non-existent, quote, victims. Yeah, Bush yeah. warns of. Yeah, and by the way, this is kind of interesting. Um, I've got an article. Let me see if I can find this here real quick. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, a little more ammo for Donald Trump with regard to the uh, Letitia James uh, fraudulent a trial of Donald Trump in New York. Uh, former President Donald Trump's appeal of the $454 million civil fraud judgment against him in New York could be helped by an opinion written by the late uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. In 2019, she wrote the majority opinion in Tim's versus Indiana, in which the high court voted nine to nothing to find that the Eighth Amendment is applicable to the states. The justices ruled against Indiana, which was seeking to confiscate Skate defendant Tyson Lim's $42,000 Land Rover for assessing a fine that was grossly in or disproportionate to the gravity of the defense. The Land Rover's value four times the maximum $10,000 fine that Tim's was liable for a criminal case. The Eighth Amendment's excessive fines clause is an incorporated protection applicable to the states under the 14th Amendment due process clause. The prohibition embodied in the excessive fines clause carries for 
forward protections found in sources from Magna Carta to the English Bill of Rights to state constitutions from the colonial era to the president. Ginsburg said protection against excessive fines has been a constant shield throughout Anglo-American history for good reason. Quote, such fines under undermine other liberties. Ginsburg added that fines can be used to retaliate against or chill the speech of political enemies. Kaboom! There you go. Does that mean the fight is over? No. No, it doesn't mean it's over. But that's some pretty powerful stuff. Meanwhile, you've got Letitia James, who I hope and pray, and I do, to God, God, please have this woman lose her her law license. Please, God. Send this woman to prison because she's evil. And she is. She promised to run to go after Donald Trump before she had anything on him. She got a sycophantic creep judge who's a radical leftist to pick up a case that everybody had abandoned. And they came up with a ludicrous punishment. And she has been posting online every day the interest he has to pay on the fraud fine. That is not being a that is not being anyone who should be involved in law at all. For her to cackle online every day about this fine that is meant to drive him out of business, drive him out of New York, and every day for her to post that smart ass ridiculous addition of interest online should have her removed from office when all of this is said and done. It is utterly, utterly ridiculous, and it is also communistic. It is ridiculous. Now, yesterday, uh, Mitch McConnell and, uh, and Chuck Schumer and Mike Johnson got together and met with Joe Biden. I'm not sure if Joe Biden was just sitting there with the sunglasses on like with Seth uh, uh, Myers the other night. But here is uh, <laughs> Chuck Schumer talking about the meeting yesterday. And I don't hear anything in here about the border. It's all about sending a whole bunch of money to a super-duper-duper-duper-duper corrupt, corrupt country for a war we shouldn't be involved in. The four of us all together led. First person to speak was Leader McConnell. Well, the five of us, the president, the vice president, Leader McConnell, Speaker, yeah, uh, Leader well, Jeffries, whatever. and myself, made it so clear how vital this was to the United States. Uh, you mean the border? This was so, so important. The border, yeah. And that yeah. we couldn't afford to wait a month or two months or three months the, the border, because right? we, we would, in all likelihood, lose the war. Oh, he's talking about Ukraine and not the border, which is the most important thing. To us. Okay, all right. NATO would be fractured at best. Allies would turn away from the United States. And the boldest leaders, the boldest autocrats of the world, the Putins, the Xi's, uh-huh, sure. the presidents of North, Car- uh, North, Car- North Korea. I like the governor of North Carolina. Ooh, you're funny. Yeah, you're uh, the presidents of uh, North Korea and Iran would be emboldened, thinking that the United States was this soft, fat uh, country that lost its way. In the- um, they already do, idiot, because of the guy who's in the White House. They already do. That's why all this crap is going on. Uh, in in the Middle East, all this crap is going on with China. All this crap is going on, uh, you know, in Ukraine. 
It's because they see an opportunity because we are just what you said. Here is Mike Johnson with his take on what happened yesterday. had a uh, one-on-one for a period of time with the president, just he and I in the Oval Office. Uh, let me say this. When I showed up today, my purpose was to express what I believe is the obvious truth, and that is that we must take care of America's needs first. Oh! When you talk about America's needs, you have to talk first about our open border. Well, Chuck Schumer didn't say that. I've been, I believe, in... Uh, maybe 20-something states over the last several weeks, yeah. going around the country, yes. uh, appearing at events with my colleagues. What they say? And we're hearing from the American people of all parties and all it is about Ukraine? persuasions in all cities and all states yeah, yeah, yeah. who feel this acutely. They understand the catastrophe at the border. Oh, at the border. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's okay, affecting yeah, yeah. everyone. And it is top of mind for all the American people for that's, that reason. That's true, So yeah. I brought that issue up repeatedly today in that room sure. and, and again one-on-one -on -one with the president. I think that's our responsibility. Uh, to bring that up. The other big priority for our country, of course, what is, that? is the funding of our government. Oh. And we have been working in good faith around the clock every single day for months and, and weeks and over the last several Here's what the American people think. All right, I'll just say it, and, and if you disagree, you can call. Uh, close the friggin' border down now, and if the government has to shut down, we don't care. There you go. All right. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. I got some big news coming up here in a second. It looks like we're going to have to retire this song. I'll explain in just one second. I won't give up. Mitch won't give up. I'll never step down. He'll never step down. Mitch McConnell, he ain't leaving. <laughs> Mitch ain't leaving. I plan to stay around. He's going to stay around. I caved in, yeah, thanks to me. The border doesn't have security, but I'll never give up, never give up. Working with Chuck. This is my Jim Gossett. My friend, we're tight. I won't show up. He won't show up. My party won't defend. His party won't defend. Cause I'm a backstabber. He's a backstabber. And a rhino in the end. And a rhino in the end. To everyone it's clear to see. Mitch doesn't represent the GOP. But I'll never give up. Never give up. Helping out Joe. Not me. Not I. No way. Oh, that is uh, Jim Gossett doing uh, Mitch McConnell, and he does a great job, but apparently we might have to have something else to do after November because Mitch McConnell is going to stand down as the Senate Republican leader in November, leaving his post as the longest-serving Senate leader in history. AP reports that McConnell, who turned 82 a year, uh, years old last week, said to announce his decision in the well of the Senate. Part of this has to do with, you know, he freezing up his brain and everything. And, uh, and part of it has to do with uh, the writing is on the wall. And, uh, and as far as I'm concerned, November is too, uh, too far away from him actually to step down. Uh, he's going he's gonna to be removed anyway. And, uh, and the American people, he's got, you know what his approval rating is? His approval rating is about 6%. And, uh, and again, the writing is on the wall. We heard this morning that uh, Mitch McConnell wants to go ahead with the uh, Mayorkas impeachment. They want to have that impeachment. They want to actually have a trial. It's because even Mitch McConnell hears the people yelling that you've got to do something about this because we are quite simply done. 
And uh, and I also got to think that he doesn't want to be in Washington D.C. next year if they try to steal the election. I think he's going to want to he's going to want to have nothing to do with that. So uh, Mitch McConnell, he's going to leave as the uh, Senate Minority Leader, a uh, uh, an awful awful human being. A self-serving, self-enriching uh, uh, rhino toad. There you go. I haven't got anything good to say about Mitch McConnell. I don't have anything to say about Mitch McConnell because what has he done for you and me? Not a damn thing. Uh, Donald Trump helped get him to uh, get him reelected. He got into the uh, the minority leader position, and what has he and his ilk done? His uh, his wing of the Republican Party, nothing. And this includes Liz Cheney, who was drummed out by 40 points in her state of Wyoming. He sees the writing on the wall. This is a good sign. I can't predict everything else surrounding it. But Mitch McConnell says that, well, basically, uh, he's done, and so is his wing of the Republican Party. That's what I'm reading into it. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, so we got a lot of stuff coming up in the second hour, including uh, Hunter Goes Behind Closed Doors on Capitol Hill. Also, second hour today, uh, we've got a very big guest. Peter Schweitzer is going to join us. It's epic. His new book is gigantic. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 